0: Welcome to episode three of the Shadow
1: Sworn Radio Hour. I am your host, Brendan. And I'm your co-host, Adam. And is it actually episode three? Because we had the zero. Episode. Oh, yeah. It's episode two.
0: This is episode two. Yeah, episode two. This is episode, this is a real episode two. So, yeah, this is the non-pilot real episode two. So, um, here we are, and uh, Adam and I, uh, we were kind of thinking about it, and we were like, you know what? like we. Need to do something that's like not like classic World of Darkness because we spend a lot of time talking about um, classic World of Darkness material and uh, particularly vampire and I think that we were kind of thinking we need to serve the other half of that audience and and really personally this is where I draw a lot of passion is in the what used to be called New World of Darkness now is called Chronicles of Darkness um, material so today we're gonna do a little kind of roundup where we have. Uh, here, what, this this was your this was your this was your topic, dude.
1: So we're gonna talk about instead of uh, picking a book like *Dirty Secrets of the Black Hand* or, or another book and kind of uh, going at it that way. Um, we're gonna talk about the books for *Chronicles of Darkness* that we really love. Um, the ones that really inspired us when we got them. The ones that we think uh, they did a particularly good job on. So things that are useful for either uh, running in your game, um, creating really cool. Uh, look and feel, or, you know, setting antagonists, those, those kind of, like a toolkit kind of approach. What what are the best books uh, for your Chronicles of Darkness slash NWOD slash uh, insert game line of your choice from that, that era uh, game? Right, because, like, those
0: books, correct me if I'm wrong, were kind of patchy, right? I mean, it was, like...
1: Uh, super patchy. So, yeah. um, in particular... The game line book suffered from that a lot more than I think the core world of darkness books were were pretty solid, um, with some exceptions, uh, where it was just kind of like the use case for this particular book is pretty slim. But, the, but the, even just the ones that I had, I wasn't a big mage guy, I wasn't a big werewolf the forsaken guy, um, but uh, Requiem in particular had some super patchy uh, stuff come out of it. Um, the Covenant books in particular, I think. Need, need to be looked at again, need need a do-over. Well, okay, so
0: let's just, I mean, let's just kind of point out that there was this kind of era, right? There were two eras before the second editions hit. And in the first era, which was when the um, game lines kicked off, they released a spate of source books for all of them. And I don't think it's unfair to say that they were dry,
1: They were incredibly dry, and the other problem they had at that time... And again, speaking only of Requiem, because it's the one I spent the most time with. Um, I was buying across the board, and
0: they were all like this. Was
1: yeah. Mage, I, I couldn't finish. Um, I tried to. Mage Mage: the Ascension was never really my favorite game. Um, but Mage in particular, I couldn't finish. I got I got maybe a quarter of the way into it and gave up. Uh, the Awakening dri- core book? The Awakening, yeah. Too okay. dry. Far too dry. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: Just um, freaking uh, insomnia killer.
1: Like toast on the sun. Um, yeah. it was it was pretty hard to read. Uh, so yeah, the other thing that I think they were doing at that time was they they kept harkening back to their earlier properties. So you were starting to get a lot of stuff in. Requiem that was like the Malkovians mm-hmm. and the Toreador and I think they even had the Bru- the Bruja like No, that's in there. Yeah, so they were doing a lot of these books where they would be adding in these things that were callbacks to the old world of darkness and you know, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna make a big gamble, if you're gonna make a big bet like that, if you're gonna make a break from the past, make it a clean break. Uh, don't don't do that kind of stuff.
0: Right, and I think that with the second editions, that's kind of where they're at, where they're like they realize. I mean, these games are like ten years old now. They realize that they have their own identities, and they're really trying to make them have their own identities. But there was this weird kind of halfway point between the first edition and the second edition, and it's really if you're like a follower of White Wolf properties and that kind of thing. I think we were all kind of expecting a second edition, right? I mean, they right. put out a ton of source books, and some of the rules were starting to get kind of hinky.
1: I was amazed it took them as long as it did to iterate on it. Like it's it's it well, felt like they needed to iterate on it earlier,
0: um, and and then they did kind of, but they did it in this very passive way, where instead of releasing second edition books, they started releasing really really tight source books, right? And those and those tight source books kind of retconned. All of those game lines and all of those environments, and it was really then. And by th- it was was so crazy that is that by the time these games really k- took off, like people had already abandoned them.
1: Well, you couldn't get them in stores anymore either. Was the other well, problem?
0: I mean, it, they started really kind of rewriting Requiem when it was still in the store. Yeah. You know, like uh, I, I the really the clan books. The clan books were
1: exceptional. Um, exceptional. If you haven't read the clan books for Requiem, uh, get them. They fix a lot of the problems. That the early setting uh, and and fluff had, because um, they're all pretty. They're pretty much all fluff. They're they're almost entirely. Oh, yeah. There's fluff.
0: like there's like five or ten pages at the end that are uh, right crunch. that are
1: crunched. They're they're all thematic and they're really great. Um, and I I wish they would have given the covenants the same treatment that they did the clan books. I think uh, I think if they'd have gone back and redid the covenant books in the style of the clan books or or with the same team, they could have really made some. Big improvements in that line. And, and
0: of course, you know, Secrets of the Covenants is on the docket for uh, Onyx Path, and it's coming out, and it's supposed to be, you know, like what they did with those clan books. Right. So I I remain hopeful.
1: I am, I am very hopeful. I am eagerly awaiting that one, um, unlike the Tamahira book we discussed last time, which I am awaiting with <laughs> dread and eagerness in equal measure. So I never did find out if there was a word for that, too. So,
0: dude, dude, it's... So... I've been looking at the release schedule. Have you? Have you looked at it recently? It is such a fucking cluster on there right now.
1: Well, it's tough to tell what's actually coming out because of the way it's organized. It's organized terribly. There's no way to really get a feel for what's next. Because it starts at lowest. Like lowest level of completion, oh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it yeah. goes to most done, except for the stuff that's in the art notes. In art notes or redlining, so it's weird. It's not. It's not an easy read. They. It feels. I mean, unintentionally obfuscated.
0: they did a whole blog post about how to read it, so that you can read it in a way that like makes sense. I must have missed that because it, it was months ago. I have never read years. that one, and
1: it still makes no sense.
0: Basically, it's just like a, a big digestive system, and if you just imagine it starting at the top when it's like just just first being mulched up, all the way to the bottom when it's in the bowels. Like it's just you work your way down and you're just closer to that moment of release. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what happened is is some somewhere along the line they got like a huge log jam. And I'm punning now, but without trying. And so so a bunch of books were just kind of like in torpor.
1: So they actually talked about that in their Monday morning meeting. Oh, I'm bad. I haven't uh, been on. This week. And uh, a lot of that was driven by uncertainty over the fate of White Wolf Publishing uh, and what was going on with Paradox. So they talked a lot about, um, and it's, uh, what's today's date? So that we're clear. It's March 8th. So um, in the posting for this week, which would have been posted on the 7th, um, they talk about why uh, a lot of their books have been slow in coming, and it's it was purely driven by uncertainty about the future, about uh, where their licensing was at with White Wolf, whether Paradox would play ball, whether White Wolf would want to play ball, um, so it's good that that's mostly resolved now.
0: So they just like took the, their 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 uh, feet off the gas and just kind of coasted for a little while, right? Because they're
1: they're. I think the statement they even said in there was, you know, working on a product near completion and then having it pulled out from under you has crashed bigger companies than us. So they were afraid that they were going to invest mm, a lot fair. of time and money and effort into this thing, and then they were going to be like, guess what? No more books for you guys, and then. They were going to be stuck with like I guess Pugmire and and Cavaliers of Mars and then their other properties. Um, oh, I'm
0: really stoked for Cavaliers of Mars. So I, I think I Cavaliers
1: of Mars is going to be good. Um, yeah. I'm not so stoked for Pugmire just because it's not for me. Well, um, yeah. I know that it's yeah. not for me. Cavaliers yeah. of Mars looks like it'll be fun, and I I never really cared for like Trinity, Aeon, all that stuff. So no. I, I I I'm not their market for that either. No, not no. that they're not good um i'm just not their market
0: so so since we're t- taking a second to kind of talk about what the um i what, what what they've been putting out into the world in terms of like the face of onyx path since last we met there was the big open letter it wasn't the yeah. open letter. It was the it was the interview. The interview yeah. you heard around the world. Yes, Do you have the any interview thoughts on that? slash
1: uh, slash open flaming of everyone. Yeah. So, um, one, I, I appreciate the honesty from him. Um, you know, on one yeah, on one hand, I really appreciate the honesty, right? On the other, I don't think that was a holistic look at what was going on at that time. Um, nothing was selling well, and. If you look back at it, uh, I seem to recall World of Darkness and Requiem selling out their first printing. Like, did they?
0: Well, I I I don't I don't follow that kind of thing. That's not the kind of thing that like I I, I, I keep mean the economics of it to of. me
1: don't make a lot of sense because they're saying oh it didn't you know his his exact line was what oh too bad those books never sold for shit yeah the, he said um, he, the,
0: the 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 call
1: out those right. books didn't sell for shit I have a complete collection. I know people who have like hit me up about trying to get books from my collection. So True. there's obviously a demand for it uh so i don't get where that comes from the other thing he said where he's like gothic punk is dead and then he's talking about well i want to bring back the gothic punk ethos or it, it just kind of felt like it was all over the place um you see
0: this has been the response to a lot of it and i really liked what he had to say yeah. i felt like he was being super honest super forthright and just and being straight up about things in a way that people just haven't been. It just
1: maybe he didn't think really it all the way time. through. Is the issue? I, d- I well, don't know. Yeah, it, but
0: that's like a punk aesthetic. Is you don't you don't think everything through. Like you just you kind of shoot from the hip. You smash the beer
1: bottle on your head and jump into the mosh pit. Yeah, and, just uh, do it,
0: man. And I'm I, and I like that. I found it endearing and charming for him to say like, oh, those books didn't sell for shit. And it's like it's like it's like, I mean, look, there are of if, if we want if we want to be apologists for vampire and for Requiem, then there's so many external things that we could point to, like the failures of traditional publishing media, the Twilight phenomenon, which was waxing ascendant as Requiem was trying to create a gothic horror game, and, right. and, 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 and the goth and the horror was being um, just sucked out of out of the genre. You know, there's a, There were a lot of cultural uh, paradigms that were working against it, for sure.
1: Right, but and I, I mean, it... It's, it was even at that whole time, though, the entire industry was in upheaval, because even, um, you know, and I like this game, everyone else hates it, but, well, you know, I'll take one on the chin. Like, D&D 4th was a complete reimagining of what D&D is and was, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it plays like an MMO, it's like a video game. And, you know, they're not wrong, um, there are video gamey aspects of it, the powers in particular Dude. with, like, the cards and everything else, but Dude. I don't know, I liked what they were trying to do with it, I thought it was... It was uh, it was a bold move. Uh, I loved it as a, you know at the time, a dad of a young child who didn't have a lot of time to prepare for games. um it was a godsend because I could whip up encounter super fast um and then you know the aspects of where it failed at role playing making air quotes here because that's what a lot of people said. I think was the fault of a lot of people's games who were relying on the mechanics to support the role-playing instead of the using the role-playing to do the role-playing.
0: Well, I mean, and I have similar feelings about Requiem where I loved the New World of Darkness, as it was called then. I right. thought it was a huge step forward. I mean, one of the things, and this kind of draws us back into what our topic is, which is the these New World of Darkness books, is that it drew down the power level hugely. So it it
1: upped the personal horror level, which I think was an amazing invention. I, I almost like core world of darkness better than any of the sublines for it. Um, the exception to that being Changeling uh, and, and Requiem. Um, I just love Changeling. Changeling is my favorite, uh, Chronicles of Darkness slash NWOD game. Love that game. I have a special place in my heart. One of my favorite games I've ever run was a Changeling, uh, the lost game. Um, that Seattle game I think you were in it yeah um, I was in that for a yeah, few, I like that few game. sessions I love that game and uh yeah I just and Requiem I ran a really fun new wave requiem game so it's you know there's a lot there and and the personal horror was really great and it got away from the part I didn't like in classic world of darkness which we talked about some last time which was all of those books coming out that were like Archons and templars and kane's chosen and new york by night and midnight siege that were just basically like um i think someone who posted on our page was like uh the tom clancy vampires or yeah, whatever. yeah yeah that so, was that was right on yeah that, that was, was dead apropos. on so big ups to, to the to the gentleman who came up with that um but yeah it was like you know i didn't have any interest in the tom clancy vampires for, so for me it was much more moody and atmospheric it was what i wanted to do unfortunately the people i was playing with it was the exact antithesis of what they wanted to do, so I never got very much traction with it. They they let me run a requiem game. Um, but, they let you. Yeah, they, they let gave me. They they played along permission. with it. They gave us they gave it a shot. Um, it just didn't work. It, it wasn't what they wanted to do.
0: I um, I still have battles in my group over requiem versus uh uh masquerade, and right now I feel like the the paradigm again is kind of like shifted towards masquerade. People want to play it more. It's easier to get. It's, it's easier to get a game, but I just was able to do so much more with Requiem. Like uh, I just, I was just able to make the games I always wanted to make.
1: Requiem to me, um, I was able to make the type of games that I was able to make with Vampire: of The Dark Ages, uh, and I, I think those two game lines, at least conceptually and stylistically, are very similar for me. I know maybe not for other people necessarily, but um, Dark Ages Vampire always had much more of that gothic. Uh, that gothic horror feel to me, that incredible darkness. The night is dark and full of terrors. I agree. Um, I
0: agree with you to a, to a certain point, but at a certain point also like dark ages, vampire or vampire, really the dark ages, cause dark ages, vampire, that's a different story, but, but vampire, the dark ages did come down to the generation slash what, what, Discipline combos? Do I have arms race and do, right. too much fantasy? Yeah, Ashen much...
1: Knight and all those other ones where it's like, oh, hey, man, can yeah. I wield a great sword? Like, what are my yeah. insane abilities I can? Do? And yeah, for sure, you definitely got those instances where players just wanted to play Vampire of the Dark Ages because they could walk around in Zulu form all the time and just be like, I'm a badass <laughs> chick, out. Yeah. Zulu form, I'm gonna make some slotska and go wreck shop. You yeah. know, like, yeah. It, <laughs> that said. It, it was one of the few games where you could play a Zimache, though, and not, and not, or a La Sombra, and not have all that Sabbath baggage attached to it. And that really made playing
0: those clans fun. You it try to play those clans in, like, in, in Modern Nights, Final it's Nights. Super it's super hard. Dude, it's super hard. It kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, it does kind of suck, but you they know? are awesome. Awesome to play with, um, and to play as in Dark yeah. Ages.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be totally honest, I mean, I, we're way off topic, but it was, the the playing pre sect vampire is so much more fun. Where it's clan versus clan, and like, if there's none of this like, well, I'm in the seven, I'm the Camarilla, now we are going to fight because of that. It's just right. like, or what what's allowed in this game? Can I play an Asimov? That's kind of crap. It's right. just like you play whatever you want because everybody it's just all against all right now. You yep. know what I'm saying? So, so okay. To those who may not be familiar, the Chronicles of Darkness book is like – it used to be called just a world of darkness. It was just with the basic rule set. It told you how to make a human being. And then the idea was that you kind of like took your game line, your your kind of like IP property line, and you applied a template over your – Human, so you could become a vampire, you could become a werewolf, you could become a, a mummy or whatever. Promethean,
1: changeling.
0: Exactly, yeah. all this different stuff. Um, personally, I thought this was an innovation back in the early 2000s when this came out because I was a serial uh, white wolf collector and I was really kind of getting sick of buying the same, like, you know, 50 pages of character creation over and over and over again every time I bought a book. And so I remember musing to a friend one day in in a game store. I said, look, they got all these books organized in this certain way. Wouldn't it be great if there was just a book called World of Darkness and it tells you how to make a human and then all this stuff like Mafia and Gypsies and all this stuff, you could have those be in a line and then every game gets its own book.
1: Right. And then, so, lo and
0: behold, they gave it to me. They gave me yeah. exactly what I wanted. It was amazing. Well, it was, it's a, it was, lot it was like a golden the,
1: age. It's a lot like the Traveler model and the GURPS model and the Savage Worlds model where there's a core rule set, and then you apply rules or templates on top of that rule set.
0: Yeah. Um, makes, so they didn't
1: invent it. but Makes but perfect sense. It, it, it did work well, and it was a nice uh, addition to what they were doing.
0: They have subsequently gotten away from this, and now they are uh, back to giving you the character creation in the book uh, for whatever monster you're playing. And I see how this serves their current market strategy, their current uh, – I mean, they're trying to sell you a book, P.O.D., they don't know what – you've gotten into they don't know what other rule books you have they assume that they have to assume that you have none at this point and and going on drive through rpg and saying oh hey buy a copy of demon the descent which is a superior game by the way and and you also need to buy another rule book in order to buy it is a, is a stretch for people so i see why they've done it the way they have
1: Yeah, but is it really all that different from Dungeons & Dragons where it's like, hey, buy the Player's Guide and then buy the DMG and buy the Monster Manual? I guess you don't have to buy those if you're just playing it.
0: Exactly. There's only
1: one dude that's bought those other two books. Me, <laughs>
0: no, I know. Yeah, us, us. Yeah, us <laughs> that the that sucker, or the the,
1: de- the dungeon master. It's not yeah. storyteller and Dungeons and Dragons. It's the dungeon
0: master. The dungeon master. It's, right. the, it's it's the it's the it's the sucker guy who buys all the books uh, neurotically, and then and then his friends come
1: over and use them. Um, I don't consider myself a sucker. I know way more about illithids than the players do. Which, uh, <laughs> is like totally fair to me. <laughs> I'm I'm all for having vast amounts of illithid knowledge.
0: Oh, well. Um, so, so, so for a while they were, uh, publishing these books that were just called the world of darkness. And then they had a very kind of general theme to them. So rather than trying to shoehorn gypsies into a vampire supplement, you know, they would have something like, um, what did they have? They had a whole bunch of them. Uh, uh, precinct 13, which was about,
1: uh, police, the police, the asylum, which was about the insane asylums, mysterious Mm -hmm. places, which was like weird places in the world of darkness, um a bunch of them not Tons all of, of them, them are great um again i didn't really like 13th precinct that's probably the one i like the least eh, um i liked it all right yeah i didn't really like it and asylum was okay um it, I, it's hard it's like a 200 page really was, long book th- about that's, just asylum that's what i'm
0: trying to say is like is the is the the word count on that it's hard to justify the word count yeah on it's that.
1: really is hard to justify the word count on both of those books in particular um yeah i i I, if Thirteenth Precinct, that because it wasn't really a full in-depth look at the entire justice system, right? It was. It was mostly just cops. It was mostly just localized, and I was really like, I I bought it thinking like, okay, as long as this is, it'll be a look at the justice system from top to bottom and how it works in the world of darkness, and that was not what it was at all. And I was, I I, I think I was let down by that or disappointed by that. Um, yeah, I I just I, nobody really plays beat cops in my game, so.
0: You know, I used it as um because I. Here's the thing, is that source books, especially the kind that White Wolf traditionally puts out, like city books and then books about how something works, Right, like the internet has largely replaced the necessity of these source books. You it really can, has. And you, it's, know, you can go yeah, online I mean, and learn this shit, you know? I guess
1: for 13th Precinct, the only thing I could say for it is if I wanted to play Forever Night, I could go play Forever Night. I, yeah. I don't need 13th Precinct, and I totally want to play Forever Night. <laughs> do you? Have you watched it recently? I, I do. I love that show. I actually have... Uh, all of it on D V D. Oh, I'm, like, sure <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that you yeah,
0: do. I'm sure that you do. Yeah you remember
1: you remember how I was about that show. I love that show. Dude that that's a great probably show probably doesn't speak well of me, but I still love it. <laughs> Jeanette um, was the best.
0: Dude I use uh, I use Nick Knight as my uh, uh, my avatar on like a million oh, nice. little accounts well it's
1: like when you think about it LaCroix really was that like prototypical like sire who was coming in and just fucking up his oh, uh his he, child he was he, he was, was be, amazing he
0: was based on the kind of like uh anoritis dynamic right. that and Jeanette was her.
1: like that whole torridor ingenue you know that mm-hmm. oh, yeah,
0: the sure. raven he just wanted to go to the yeah raven, just want to go to the raven to to listen to out. some listen to some like Leonard Cohen and some sisters that's of mercy right. mixed together that's yeah. right yeah. yeah sounds good so we've decided to like go ahead and gather up some of our just World of Darkness, you know, now Chronicles of Darkness books that we think are the
1: ones that are the best. These all have our our stamp of approval.
0: Yeah, these are the ones that 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 really got us going. So so they're um, gonna have
1: to reprint all of these now with a Shadow Sworn stamp of approval on the cover. Oh, on demand's gonna have to update the covers. It's gonna well, be a big. We're thing.
0: gonna have to get word to drive through. All right. Okay. Uh, let's, let's get Eddie get...
1: Webb on the horn and just like <laughs> let's get this thing going. I'll let you, Colin. All right. Um, so who wants to go first? Uh well I have the books out in front of me. Dude, you you so. lay it
0: on me, Stream Bean. Right. You
1: can you can go one, and I'll go one. How about that? That works. So uh the first book that I want to talk about is a world of darkness book called Slasher. Uh this book started, I think, as a Hunter the Vigil book. Uh yeah. very very clearly. Um, but then they released it as a World of Darkness just generic book. Um not not tied to, to Hunter the Vigil. Completely. And you can kind of tell by the cover, it's got that greenish tint. It doesn't say Hunter the Vigil on it, though. It does say Slasher. Um, At no point, even on the back, it doesn't say Hunter the Vigil, even on the back left. Let's take a look. World of Darkness, World of Darkness. No Hunter the Vigil. Unbelievable. Yeah, so it's not a Hunter the Vigil book. It talks about Hunter the Vigil in the text on the interior, which is what leads me to believe that it's... um, Oh. And the next book up is a Hunter the Vigil book, Spirit Slayers, yeah. in the credits. But, so, I mean, you basically need Hunter the Vigil to run this, right? Do you uh, not you... necessarily? You can run it without it. It's complete rules for playing slashers. The the area I would say you probably need Hunter the Vigil for is when you get into the various uh, Hunter groups that are in here, like Vascu, Vanguard Serial ah. Crimes Unit. So these are the very Hunter the Vigil esque, um, the Hunt Club. Uh, these are the very Hunter the Vigil esque hunting organizations so if you want to run the people who hunt the slashers then yes hunter the vigil would absolutely be a great addition to this um i recommend hunter the vigil it is uh one of the world of darkness add-on books that i still have uh requiem changeling and hunter the vigil great game Uh, absolutely great game game. um and then you get into the meat of like the actual slashers and there's a lot of really great templates in here um so just kind of going over they talk about the undertakings and undertakings are a hunter the vigil thing too uh, but slashers have their own undertakings, and the first one up is the avenger. You know, someone who's coming back to get to get revenge on, um, you know, the people who have wronged them, or or, or the creatures or whatever that have wronged them. Um, because
0: because the central conceit of the slasher is that it allows you to play like a. a... A character that's, like, from a 80s franchise movie, right? Right. Like, like, like an, a, an an unkillable... Not even necessarily
1: an 80s franchise movie, but, like, a, a movie character. So there's the charmer. That would be, like, your Hannibal Lecter. There's the Avenger. Mm. That okay, would okay. be kind of, like, your Punisher or, you know, um, I don't know, the kind of maybe I Know What You Did Last Summer, that kind of character who's, like, coming back to avenge himself. There's the legend. So that's the thing, like, uh, Michael Meyer you know that guy is like a legendary oh, okay, killer okay. so then there's the legend and then the next one up is the brute just like you know this big meaty beefy guy the mask um which is just a oh like Jason yeah beastial can't talk just a straight you know murder uh the charmer that's Hannibal lecter the psycho um get further in the freak which is like and then the mutant
0: Oh, so there's a lot of good templates in here. Right, so
1: there's a bunch of good templates. Oh, and then the genius, who uh, probably like a subset of the Charmer or something. Maniac, that's a different one. Um, That's got the actual Hannibal. Some some actual Hannibal. So there's like some cover. There's like some crossover I think you can do with a lot of these, just in the various undertakings. Um, They don't necessarily all... There's a little bit of overlap. They don't all necessarily break down... into separate separate undertakings necessarily but you, it gives you a lot of options on what to do there. Um the art in this book is really great. Uh it's it's got a very loose feel. Um it's much less polished than a lot of the other ones, I think just because of the nature of the material and what it's about. Um just a lot of super creepy stuff in here, a lot of really dark artwork. It's probably the one of the darkest if not the darkest book for world of darkness just in terms of what it's talking about. How so? It's I mean, it's essentially about just mass murderers, um, zero humanity, mm. killers who go out and slaughter remorselessly. Uh, so the subject matter is a little dark. I mean, you know, it's not a game I'd want my kids playing. All right. Now, are
0: you supposed to play one of these with this with this rule set, or is so this designed you, for NPCs? You
1: can you can play a slasher with this. Um, I always used it for NPCs because they're they can be incredibly powerful. Um, yeah just and it would to, be like, hard shoot to these guys run.
0: endlessly and like, they just keep coming right? right
1: and it would be hard to run um it would be hard to run players as slashers they would essentially just kill everything that got in their way do, is there so there's not uh, a lot a society of society
0: or anything there. are they like vampires do they have a uh... no
1: no they're all pretty much just individual psychopaths um there's there's not really the idea of society or that sort of thing in here. I mean, you, you may have ones that team up occasionally, but I just can't imagine slashers or different types of slashers ever pairing up for very long. You know, it's like Freddie versus Jason. Are Freddie and Jason ever really going to team up or are they just going to try to murder each other every chance mm, they get? Yeah. So it's that kind of idea that, you know, slashers fighting other slashers, slashers fighting hunters, hunters fighting slashers. Um, I used one of these guys in a Requiem book or a Requiem game I ran. Um,
0: what did you worked, do with him?
1: He worked really well. So, I was playing with guys who were just basic combat twinks. Um, they just wanted to fight. Yeah. Uh, and that was how they approached Requiem. So I was like, all right, if you want to fight, I will give you a fight. <laughs> like It is a fight you can't win, but it is a fight. And the trick was you had to figure out what the guys deal in. It was one of the, the templates in the book, and there was a way to defeat him, but you had to figure it out. You couldn't just brute force it. Yeah. Um, their solution to to their problems was violence, and when that failed, it was more violence. So they just continually tried to to kill this thing until eventually <laughs> they just got tired and, and left because they're like, well, we don't know what to do. Um, and then I think I dropped some hints to them like, well, you need to figure out like what the trick is. You need to do like more investigation. You can't just go in and kill this thing. You can't just murder it. You can't murder your problem away on this one. You have to think it through. Mm-hmm. So eventually they did. I, I can't say that they loved it, but... Um, but it was at least a way to kind of like satisfy that combat urge to get it worked out of their system because they just kept fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And we're just the like, combat well, we're that not, never ended. We're not making any headway. Yeah, it was the combat that never ended.
0: Um, um. Well, that sounds pretty
1: good. Yeah. So they're a lot of fun. Um, I like the book. Like I said, it's dark. Um, the art's really good. I like the art. I even like the cover art. Um, which is rare for a lot of these books. Um,
0: this is kind of when um, they were releasing. Sort of like crossover mini games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So do you, do you feel like you could cross this guy as a player character over into other things? Like, say somebody wants to play, like we're all playing werewolf, and like, and I'm like, well, I really want to play a slasher. I brought my slasher character. Can you can you fit me in?
1: You could. uh I don't think the werewolves would be very happy about that. There was being a, a slasher, terrible on choice on, on my on my part. <laughs>
0: Let's like say. Just because Something of all the killing else.
1: and what it would do to the spirit world. But, um, you know, could you play a slasher who is in a vampire game? Yes. Um, the vampires probably wouldn't be happy because he'd be drawing attention to them. Um, they really just, they kill because they get an enjoyment out of it. They kill because it's what they do. They're not out for blood. They're not out for anything else. So, I mean, you really have to bear in mind that if you're playing a slasher, you're essentially playing a a complete remorseless psychopath. You know, there's a reason Silence of the Lambs isn't really about um, the character Hannibal. You know, um, mm-hmm. I guess the TV show is, but no, you haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen. Oh, it. you gotta I, watch I, it, man. I have a four year old. When am I gonna watch Hannibal? I don't know.
0: At night, when your goes to bed, when
1: they go to sleep. Yeah, I don't have very much. Time I have it all on DVD, man. Just yeah. just watch it. It's I got like, no time to watch that stuff. It's but Blu-ray, anyway, it's, actually. It's
0: Blu-ray. It's fucking amazing. Yeah,
1: I, I've heard it's good, dude. You'll love it. Um. And I, and I do want to watch it one day, but it's on the It's like Game of Thrones. I have all those too, like sitting. Ah, and I, I can't also watch them. Game of Thrones. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck so, Game of
0: Thrones. dude. Yeah. It's not, I don't really care for it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm done waiting for George R. R. Martin to publish that thing. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, disappointed, but yeah, you could do it, but I I just I don't see them as player characters. Like there's going to come a point as a player where you're going to be like, okay, so what do I do now? boy? I go murder some people. Yeah. All right, so now what do you do? You murder the people. Are there more people to murder? I go, I go murder those people. Yeah, it's, I can I see. mean, maybe the charmer template or the genius one you could get away with for a while. Cause. It's my understanding that
0: because uh, Hunter the Vigil 2nd Edition is coming down the pike very soon, and they're working on it. And it's my understanding that because uh, with the new 2nd Editions, they have the enemies built into the game system, uh, whether they failed to do in the first editions and th- and those games always felt like they were kind of at loose ends because of it. Right. Uh, the slashers are going to be built into a the vigil second okay. edition. And there's a lot of question about like, will you be able to play them and stuff? I think that I think is very interesting and which, like which hunter factions are going to be part of the slasher world. And which I ones can tell you, you can
1: build it. a slasher using this book and you can play it. Um, there's rules for playing the slasher in here, like all of their abilities and everything else. So, um, yeah. There's merits. I mean, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, There's merits and flaws. So I, you can I, I, you can I clearly play I, a I, slasher.
0: I'd kind of like to play one in a requiem game. I think that could be fun.
1: Yeah, they could be. Um, so that's slasher. I like it. I recommend it. Um, really great antagonists. Uh, can't speak to them as player characters. Maybe we'll do a field report sometime and find out how they work.
0: Oh, that would be killer. We should do that.
1: Ah, killer! Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ow! Oh, the puns! Oh, the puns! I hate puns. Anyway, um, <laughs>
0: so the first the first book I am going to recommend, dear listeners, is a little a little book called Second Sight, that actually came out uh, pretty early in the um, New World of Darkness slash uh, Chronicles of Darkness run, and you can kind of tell by the cover art that it was like early on it has this kind of like watercolory feel where it's very kind of like this vague kind of dreamy sense to it. But the stuff that's on the inside, I mean, don't let the, don't let this passable cover fool you. Um, it's quite possibly not just one of the best New World of Darkness books there is, but just like one of the best gaming books that I've like ever read. I mean, it's just a solid fucking book. Uh, it takes that um, New World of Darkness, Chronicles of Darkness, core book, blue book type idea, and then allows you to add a template onto it, but without inducting you into like the secret underworld of werewolves or vampires or Frankenstein monsters or anything like that. It basically just says, well, you can either play like a character with psychic powers... Which is like a great kind of like gothic slash sci-fi um, feel to it, just on its own. Or you can play a like what you could, what you could call a street mage, or what they called in um, classic World of Darkness, they called a hedge mage. And to me, just as a player, I've always found the um, mage games to be kind of disappointing. And I think I alluded to this in the last full metal RPG. There's this kind of feel like that they're
1: so they're so big, right. you know, they're like, very vast. Yeah, it, it, like you, and very deep too. They're kind of like an ocean. It's hard to get. It's hard to get your brain around.
0: Well, you, you, you just They never give me the play experience that I want. Like I don't want to play like Saruman. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I mean, I guess there's a lot of people who get into mages and get into wizards and stuff. They want to play
1: Saruman. Or they want to play Gandalf, right? Yeah, you know, with Mage, though, it was always like the whole idea of being a master of reality. So it wasn't even like you were a wizard, like Sauron. It was like I can rewrite the fundamental laws of the universe, and that was where it it got very fuzzy around the edges for me.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just it's it's too it's too big. I always wanted to. Pl- I like playing these very low level, kind of gritty. Street level games. I love John Constantine. I, I started reading John Constantine at a young age and I fell in love with that idea of like essentially like the regular guy right. who has a foot in the real world and then a foot in this mystical, kind of
1: dark, bleeding underworld. Well, two of the classic books for the old world of darkness that I love, um, that obviously informed this, or Sorcerer. Sorcerer. and mediums mediums was one of my favorite old world of darkness books um, you see mediums
0: i thought really worked
1: yeah but, i love that book but,
0: but the sorcerer book for old world mm-hmm. of darkness was kind of crap i mean it, it
1: didn't it didn't it didn't give you it worked better for me than mage did um essentially it kind of made sorcery more like straight thaumaturgy where you could yeah you you had a set of things you could do rather than be like what can i do with prime two and entropy three S- it systemically, was more just a straight, i totally agree yeah i like i like the idea of the systems you know i never played one so yeah maybe the rules or the powers were kind of bollocks but that was kind of secondary to me for uh for how it worked mechanically. I, I thought sorcerer worked a lot better mechanically. I liked that idea a lot more than I liked mage.
0: I remember that I was always threatening my players back then with this whole concept of like, one of these days I'm going to run a mage game, but I'm not going to run mages. just going to be a sorcerer, and you're all going to have to be sorcerers and play the hedge wizards. And everybody just always kind of was like, no! Nah! Do it. Ah. Yeah, but then you play Mage and the game would fall apart in two sessions. Two, if, if that long. Two sessions? Wow. Yeah. I thought when you said, when, you, when I heard the S coming out your mouth, I thought uh, you were going to say two seconds. No. That's it, what I was about to agree. There like, was like, oh, that yeah, one Mage seconds. game we
1: played where it lasted one session. And then there was another Mage game I played that lasted two sessions. And like, that was that was my experience with it i you know and i'm sure there's a lot of mage fans out there and i'm sure you know we'll hear from them or hopefully we'll hear from them about the stuff they really love about it yeah um just i didn't have that experience and i feel like i kind of missed out on something because there are people who are passionate about that game who will get very animated about it but i just never had a, a good experience with it
0: no me neither and it's just it's i mean at the end of the day as much as I love the game and the way that it's written, it's just not the game that I want. Right. But Second Sight gives me the game that I want. Yeah, Second and Sight's brilliant. Um, brilliant. It was actually one that I
1: brought too. It was in my yeah, bag. And yeah, yeah. And Who I wrote that this book. thing.
0: Let's take a look real quick. Sure. Oh, okay. Alan Alexander, but then you can see this guy, Will Hindmarch. That says a lot. Conrad Hubbard, Brand Robbins, and John Snead. John Snead's another name I recognize on there. But I don't think I, Will Will Heinmarch does does great work. I mean, not not to discredit anybody else who's part of this like brilliant book, but uh, I, I mean, there's a, I, I know at least one name on that list. Um, anyway, if you like John Constantine, if you like Vertigo comic books, if you're looking to play um a game that has like a lot of like magic and darkness and wonder, but you don't want to be playing some Super overpowered guy who's shooting fireballs and who is like literally, as you said, rewriting the rules of reality around him as in the places that he goes, but who does have a ticket to get into those places. You know, you can play like these. You can play a, a, a hedge magician who can who can get into the vampire bar. Right. And play of play a, a psychic who has dreams about werewolves. They make and great they, allies. Uh, dude, they make, they make great PCs, right? They make, I, I love integrating these guys into my um into my just regular games because. Uh, Here's another thing that the second editions of the um, Chronicles of Darkness books are really, like, addressing, which is the guy who doesn't want to play the basic thing, right? So, Requiem Vampire, it comes with a whole section in it on ghouls, right? Uh, The um, Werewolf the Forsaken has a whole section in it on, like, kinfolk. Like, if you want to play, like, a regular dude who, like, helps out werewolves, right? But they didn't used to do that. They didn't used to do that. Before, there was this book. There was Second Sight. And right. Second Sight um, allowed you to play a compelling character who engaged with supernaturals as just like a matter of course.
1: And even Classic World of Darkness had that because Classic World of Darkness had a ghoul's book. Classic World of Darkness had True. a kinfolk book. Classic World of Darkness the had mediums a book far yeah, the medium's book. was part yep. of that line. You're the ally. Mm-hmm. You're the ally. Who was the, who was the ally for Mage?
0: Oh, that was Acolytes. Acolytes. Nobody okay. ever played an Acolyte. Yeah, no one ever played. Somebody must have played a kinfolk at one point, but I don't know. Never mind. Uh, I don't like think games. we played
1: enough werewolves to have kinfolk show no, up. No, no, never, never. I was happened. like Wild West Werewolf best. That was the uh, best iteration. Wild werewolf West for me. Werewolf, nah, so good, yep. so good, so much fun,
0: so good. Um, so yeah, so second sight. That's my pick. Ch- Choli. second sight. Check it out. There's also some very good artwork in here by Christopher Shai. So what's your next one?
1: So my next one, uh I'll just switch to because we talked about Second Sight. It's a book that integrates pretty closely with Second Sight or, or plays well with Second Sight. It's Ghost Stories. Um so this, this is has, also from the early release. This is from the early releases. So this has a lot of rules about ghosts, um, how they work, how you would use them in your game, uh the kind of stuff that they can do. Um you know, stuff on settings, stuff on the various features, some really neat art in it too. Um Go, kind of gives you a summary on ghosts. And then, uh, you know, there's a large swath in here of uh, that's a mixed bag. Um, so it's all of the settings. So there's they essentially give you a bunch of ghost settings. One yeah. of them is a ghost town called Dust to Dust uh, by Chuck Winding, who was a werewolf developer, I think. Um, or at least that's where I remember him from. Um, and the art in here is a super mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, yeah
0: it was it was when they were just still trying to get this line off the ground i don't really think that they had a very solid idea of what they were doing yeah with they never have a
1: very solid idea on art direction and some of it feels a little comic booky um so that's not great uh there's a story in here for um that i know is a favorite of yours which is the james magnus stuff yeah um, which yeah. i think the art in here is great it's the, the that's christopher, christopher shy, christopher shy. The art in this part is really great and it's super evocative and it's really well done um you can almost just pop this one out, take it out whole cloth and run it as is. Yeah. Um, it's very, very good. So but it's I like also good to
0: just pop out and drop into anything. Right. You, you can, can just, use it you anywhere. Can drag and drop that into any Chronicle. And that's exactly what I did with it in Requiem.
1: Right. Then you get into no way out, which is like this office drone guy. I don't really care for that one. Um, Arden it's not great either. It's that very like minimalist mage uh advised yeah. artist.
0: Yeah, he did he did a lot of uh awakening stuff too. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't really care for it. And then it's got like some cast members. I that one I it really does nothing for me. Um Roots and Branches is okay. There's like I like um germs of good ideas in here. So this is the one where it's the guy and he murders his family and his groundskeeper because he had been having an affair with his wife and the children were the groundskeepers. And then he blamed it on him and he hangs him from like the tallest tree on his property. And then that tree, um, essentially like releases the ghost to go bring more people to it so that they Ooh. can be killed.
0: Ooh, that's grim. I like it. Yeah. It's super grim. Um, I have got a germ
1: of a good idea. It's actually like a full story. I can't say the story that they've laid out in here is, is amazing. Um, the art's nice. Uh, yeah, the art's good. Um, but it's got a it's got a germ of a, good, a really great idea here and i think you could do a lot with it. Yeah. And then there's this holy ghost one which is like gangbangers in an alley with like a renegade priest ghost trying to kill him. It's way too like
0: 80s 90s action movie. So the player character are supposed to be gangbangers?
1: No, i don't know what the player characters are supposed to be, but like the guys who kill the the priest who turned him into the ghost are gangbangers and the guy's name I shit you not is lay dash z l-a-y dash z that's mm. the leader of the gang is lazy No oh boy yeah super yeah. shitty um the less you say about that the better that yeah. guy i actually would use the priest character in here and that idea of like a guy going out and fighting the gangs i think would make a great slasher character um yeah, like, an avenger priest a ghost? character that's the yeah ghost that he's a character? ghost yeah uh, super yeah, weird
0: i don't think that that was It wasn't thought out very well. Not great. Um, The art in
1: it again is, eh. um, but yeah, that's that's the book. Uh, It's got, you know, I can't say that the book itself is amazing, but the ideas and the way that it gets you thinking about the world of darkness are why I really like it. Absolutely. Um, I think that's what it's really got going for it. You know, I. I like it. Uh, It's got a caveat on it, but I think it gets you in the right mood. And for the time it came out, uh, it was it was game changing, and it helped build the idea of what the world of darkness was and what they were trying for with that line.
0: Now, does this have the full mechanics for ghosts in it, or does it just have partial mechanics?
1: Uh, It's got partial mechanics. I think you have to get the Book of Spirits for the full rules of ghosts. Well, I think Book
0: of I think because I think I think ghosts the full ghost mm -hmm. rules might have been in Antagonists.
1: Oh, maybe they were in Antagonist. I know there were zombie rules in Antagonists. Antagonist had a lot of rules like that. Um,
0: Book of Spirits did have some interesting ghost rules in it. Right. I mean, this is another problem is that they, they kind they, of fragmented They're all that over stuff. the place. Yeah. Yeah. The Book of Spirits had all kinds of weird shit in it that was like, like it wasn't just ghosts. Well, there were some ghosts in it, there were also like a bunch of like weird, uh, like, oh, I'm a, I can, I'm an idea monster. Right. I'm an idea monster. I'm coming to kill you. I come from idea land. And it right. It was very and weird.
1: Yeah. And that's I yeah, I could have just picked three splat books, but I didn't want to do that because it's, you know, you, well, you well, need well. the setting as well. And I think ghost stories. Is better than mysterious places. Um, yes, in, in setting, up yes. setting. So, uh, as far as setting books go, like it's a good one. Um, I like it, and again, you know, use it use it for what it's good for, it and feel free to take what you like and and toss away the rest. There's some good ideas in it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, on a similar note, my second choice is a setting book. <clears throat> I chose Shadows of Mexico, which I think is. Probably the best setting book to come out of the Chronicles of Darkness. I mean, I'm tr- I'm sitting here racking my gore trying to think of one.
1: That's the other better. one's Shadows of the UK, and like, no, it wasn't it wasn't very good. I don't like that one. Um, I,
0: I'm just trying to think of some of the city books that came out from the um from the actual lines, and I haven't been a super fan of those either. Even though I did run
1: uh, New Orleans, but um. Yeah, those were. That was when they were still playing around with that idea of signature characters. Um, Yeah. And their signature characters weren't good. I don't even want to say compelling. Like I remember just making endless amounts of fun of Solomon Birch and his walking around shirtless all the time. Oh man, yeah. That 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 Dava guy who's like, I don't wear shirts. And I'm just like, How do you go to the 7 Eleven? Jeez, I forgot. Like every place is gonna kick you out. There's no shirt, no shoes, no service. Put a damn shirt on. (laughs) Dude, he's got he's got he's got majesty. He does have majesty, but still, like the only service, dude. The only Like, who are the two characters who are... Like, the unholy I didn't care for, I didn't care for him. I think the Mechet one was okay and the Venture one were okay. I mean, here's the thing about White Wolf City books. Regardless
0: of the time period and regardless of the game system, I think that some are better than others. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's kind of like an iceberg where what you see are the very, very best ones. And then underneath is just this unbelievably huge amount of crap.
1: I don't know. You see an awful lot of the bad ones too, though. I mean, Dude, like, because, uh, but I mean, like, what were the good in the class? Let's let's skip because uh, Boston Unveiled was supposed to be very very good for for Mage of the Awakening.
0: Yeah, I found it just like the Mage of the Awakening yeah, book, like I, unbelievably dry. Yeah, I, I didn't read it. it. Um, I heard I can, it was I good. Can't
1: comment on it. There wasn't a location book for Changeling. Um, there wasn't one no. for Hunter. No, but that's
0: by the time they had kind of given right. up the on The Requiem those. one was
1: New Orleans, and that one had the problem of uh, Katrina-like. Uh, that, that was coming off of that bad run, too, where they did New York and then 9-11 happened, <laughs> and then they did that one and Katrina happened. The true story. And they couldn't. Like they were like, Well, how do we address these in game? Like is it appropriate to address them in game? And the answer they came up with was no, it's not really appropriate well, for I us think to address th- them. Uh New um, Orleans players came can out. address
0: New Orleans came out before the the hurricane book. The right. Hurricane but day. there
1: were there were yeah, there was talk about afterwards, like mm, uh, yeah f- on their site, like, well, what do you do about this? How do you handle it? And they were like, Well, we're just not gonna address it. If you want to address it in your game, feel free. Sure. Um, same thing with September eleventh with New York. It was to the printer the two days before it happened or the week before it happened. And they were like, well, what do we do about this? And they, they ultimately decided not to address it, which I think was a wise choice.
0: Well, I mean, Um, yeah,
1: yeah. But I mean, what really were the good city books from the classic line? Like,
0: Okay, so right now I'm working on Constable by Night. Book okay, that's Dark game. Ages. Well, yeah, all the Dark Ages dude, city
1: books were great. <laughs>
0: all of them? I don't know. Transylvania them, was good.
1: Constantinople was good. What other ones were there? Well, they did Iberia by Night. And I thought, like, oh, that was. Yeah, Iberia by Night was not good. Um, was it not
0: good. I'm kind of stoked for it, but it's not good. Is, uh, what is that was
1: right? The, I didn't care for it, it was a lot about the Reconquista. Yeah, Um, I mean, that
0: was what was going on. Yeah, it
1: was what was going on. I just, that wasn't the type of game I wanted to play. Um, I can learn you that one if you want.
0: Did you already say that?
1: Which one? Jerusalem? Just Jerusalem. I I thought Jerusalem was okay. Jerusalem Um, was okay? That's Dark Ages as well. So, okay. Let me so, loan you but, these books. Okay, this, so you want Iberia and and Jerusalem, right? Yeah, I yeah. You those. I I'm getting them. this
0: Dark Ages game. I'm trying okay. to get this Dark Ages game going.
1: All right. So Jerusalem the, and This Iberia. book
0: right here that I'm holding, Constable by Night, this book is so fucking bomb, it's like absolutely
1: ridiculous. I mean, like, look, like someone that's, that's got the Dagon in it, right? Or the the Draken, the, the, the Zimchi yeah, guy? The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Draken. Yeah, and he's super Michael. Cool. Yeah, he's super cool. I like dude, the Dude,
0: uh, I mean, you all these all these books. You have to work them in order to get them to your taste. I can't imagine who would just open up these books and just run them as is. You have to work them to get them to your taste, to get them to to get to the taste of your players. Right, but
1: there's germs of good ideas in there, even oh, even so, even the yeah. ones that that aren't stellar. Like I'll, I'll loan you Iberia, you can read that one. I'll loan dude, you Jerusalem. Dude, dude get um, this,
0: get this. I'm reading I'm reading *Constance of Night* right, and I'm and 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 I know that my players, my players, my players don't listen to this podcast, so. So I can say this to you and I won't have to worry about it. But there's this throwaway line in here, right? Just And this is just so great about those old world darkness books that they used to write. They were so just chock full of ideas that you could just parse out and, and just extrapolate into just whatever the fuck you wanted. And they're talking about the backstory of a particular character and some of the stuff that he has going on. You know how they like gloss over hundreds of years in a sentence, right? They talk about the bali lords of damascus they're just like oh and he had conflict with the, the bali lords of damascus and i was like there's bali lords of damascus i was like oh my god that's like a whole fucking right that's like a whole thing that's a whole arc That's right. gonna be a whole arc in this thing i just can't wait to just run with it right like, who are these guys you know what i'm saying well, they're the bali well, lords
1: of Damascus. what are they up to
0: you know? I mean, the that that is going to be fun. And I mean th- and that's the kind of shit that you get in these old yeah, books.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, for the dark ages stuff. But the, like let's look at the modern night ones. Milwaukee by night. Not great. Chicago not by nope. night. Nope. Not great. When... Los Angeles by night. Oh, ter- terrible. Terrible. Berlin by night, the worst one. Worse than Los Angeles? Worse than Los Angeles. Whew. <laughs> Los Angeles didn't have Heinrich Himmler in it as like a character.
0: Oh. God. Very offensive
1: no reason for that to exist. Tone deaf. Yeah, tone deaf totally tone deaf. horrible book offensive and tone deaf and awful. Um, uh, what were the in, even the, what were the newer Montreal was good? Uh, New, New York by night was basically just about Sabbath War and yeah. fighting the Camarilla. Uh, garbage. Cairo um, by night, boring. Cairo by night, boring. New Mexico, um, City, Mexico by City, night. City by night. Uh, For a offensive. Sabbath book,
0: surprisingly boring. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tokyo by night, unusable. Hong, Hong Kong, Kong by night, night fun s- idea, also unusable.
1: Fun idea, but but you might as well just do it yourself. And then San Francisco by night, which is basically like kindred to the east. Yeah, and also not very. So like none of them were None of the modern era ones were good. Dude, But
0: dude, Montreal by Night is an amazing book. But, all right, Montreal by Night. Sorry, I f-
1: Montreal by Night we did say was good, and that is an amazing book. It's very good. But absolutely yeah, so amazing. Shadows Over Mexico is what I had hoped Mexico City by Night from the old line would yes, be. Yes, absolutely. Um, very well done. Uh, it it doesn't just like go, oh, the Aztec man, but they're gone. So um, it goes into like those ancient, you know, those those other vampires that were likely there before the the people uh, the the Europeans came. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the cisterns the, idea is cool. The creepy. cisterns
0: idea was amazing, and, yeah. and, and I think you have really hit on on one of the points I wanted to make, which was, um, because Requiem did not have a Eurocentric creation myth, and therefore a Eurocentric, uh, worldview where everything was just this big axis that kind of turned around like white people in Europe and in the Middle East and what they were up to and Christianity and stuff, which leads, which, which, which means that like any kind of, uh, lore building you do about any other
1: continent is going to have to be like, well, well, how do they relate to the white people? So I think Chris from darker, darker days. Hi, Chris from darker days. If you're listening, um, (laughs) he's a great guy. I, I think he would point out that it's still a very American centric view of the world. Um, in, in, World of Darkness and Chronicles of. Darkness. Well, I mean,
0: I okay, I agree, and there's, I mean, it's 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 an American understanding of Europe and the rest of the world, right? By, I mean, it's it's like watching um, a Highlander movie where you know McLeod is in like Revolutionary Paris. You know what I'm saying? It does, it doesn't, it's not, it's not, it's not right. It doesn't feel right. It's <laughs> obviously the the imaginings of a. Of a white guy in the 20th century,
1: of what it was like thinking and, and about and why katanas are the best swords ever. Yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, just, just completely. Uh, but 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 unaware of history for instance, or how you, it actually worked.
0: When you get into Mexico City by night, for classic World of Darkness, it gets into all this stuff about like Aztec demons and crap like that. Gone
1: to the Harbingers of Skulls and how they murdered the. The Regent of the Sabbath and how that Zimache was pretending to be her. Yeah. yeah. Uh Melinda Galbraith, right? And it yeah, was that Zimache true. was pretending to be her now. And yeah, it's just eh, yeah. Like, oh the Harbinger's Skull came out of the woods and like killed the thing and then they disappeared through a portal. And you were like, they they can make portals? Like, I don't think teleportation is one of their power sets. And but
0: but shadows Shadows of Shadows of Mexico is because we're we're guys from the American Southwest. Right. And so we understand what the kind of gothic horror feel is around here. And if you're not familiar with the American Southwest, you might think, well, what did, how is there a gothic horror feel to that area? But there is one, and it's kind of hard to put your finger on what it is, but So you, it's but a you lot know of it like, when you
1: see it. Yeah. So it's a lot of native stuff um, because,
0: you know. that's who that's, that's was who's around here like That was who was around here, ago, and that you know? was
1: like who we murdered and took their land. Um, yeah. Yeah so there's a lot of native stuff and a lot of that stuff was very dark and death focused. And then you get the, that, uh, that Catholicism that grew up in that era that got infused with some of the native things where you have Dia de los Muertos and a lot of like death fetishism. And I mean, I don't know if I, like I was raised Catholic and, the the Catholic church is all about death fetishism. Like it's, it's a big part of, <sighs> of what they are and who they We're are. Not what they do. The I'm See, not I'm, trying to bomb I'm, on the Catholic. I'm not trying to bomb on the Catholic. I'm also a Catholic. So, right. I
0: mean, you know, I just feel like, you know, you can, you, you say what you speak in truth, right? right. Live, in, live in truth.
1: Right. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of death fetishism around it. And so there there's a lot of that whole idea of, like, these talismans and these charms. And, I mean, there's that whole, you walk in the desert and you find the cow skull and, like, well, what the hell happened to the rest of the cow? Why is just the head here? Um, but there's yeah. that. Like, people decorate their houses with, like, dead animal bones, the, you know what I mean? And the, so the desert's a scary place. and Everything here is designed to kill you. The insects, the plants, the, everything. The
0: kind of, like, the... Um, the wreckage, the the festering wreckage of colonialism. Right. You know, the if you oldest walk too far or... away
1: from civilization, you will die. Um, you need to take water with you. Like the land out here is not going to nurture you or provide for you.
0: Just that that kind of like um, the clash of cultures between. Um, the european world and the native world the clash of cultures between like european ideas of magic as embodied in catholicism and native magic there's that very much like
1: cowboy lone man against the world aesthetic as well where Mm -hmm. you've got that whole john wayne you know lone gunslinger thing going on so i mean there's a lot to do in that book it's a little werewolfy for me I think there's like a
0: bunch of werewolf like uh, lodges or something in it, and I'm just kind of like, meh, whatever. Don't really know if I care for that. And then like that
1: really wasn't our game line
0: though. There's like there's like a there's like a bloodline in it that's kind of also feels kind of werewolfy. I think they're like gangrel dudes or something. And I'm just like I'm just like "Ah, I don't know if I care much for that.
1: I'm trying to remember which one that was. If
0: you get in there and you start reading the story prompts for just ideas for what you could do with your games. It's amazing book, amazing book, none better.
1: All right, so uh, you got one more, right? I do have one more. Lay it on me. Uh, so it is another um, template book slash splat book for World of Darkness, uh, Immortals. Um, don't love the cover on this one. It's... Uh... <laughs> these right. things bum you out they don't bother me i it's like it's just it. like oh there's a sexy chick laying on a dead guy i'm just like i'm trying but to is think. he
0: dead maybe he's just resting his eyes
1: yeah but what did i'm just like i don't he, think they would do that paint like a similar thing with i don't i don't think they do that similar thing with with a guy and it's international well, I mean, women's day too they definitely so i guess that's that informing my my opinion but like i consider myself a feminist it just kind of bums me out that they were when they resort to cheesecake stuff um I don't love it. Like I didn't like the one picture I didn't like in Lord of the Clans was the girl shoving her breasts in the guy's face in the Torridor section. Like it just it feels crass. Well I I mean
0: I I feel like so much of gothic horror is about sex, you know? It's about sex. And it's about sex in a sexy way and it's about sex in a scary way. And so, yeah, I
1: guess I just don't find like a girl lying in repose on like a mummy sexy. Just yeah. well, she's I don't giving know.
0: you this come hither look, but she she's also is, but got she's her also, hand around the mummy, also, she's like also maybe feeling up the mummy. Like maybe that's her dude, and it's and to me, I wonder like, well, what's that about? What's yeah, what's, I don't what know. This There's certainly not really like, anything in the, here that the, would
1: lead me to believe that it's. Um, Anyone talked about in this book?
0: The tummy shirt's a bit much. So the tummy shirt
1: is a bit much. Uh, maybe that's what I really—I don't. don't know. Like the pierce, the navel piercing, the whole thing. I don't know. Anyway, agree to disagree. Um, I like this book a lot, just for uh, the options that it gives you, and it doesn't sugarcoat any of it. So, like the bloodbathers part has a whole big section about this is awful for your humanity. Anytime you're doing this, you're committing like a humanity one sin, mass murder you're gonna mm. get derangements you're gonna go insane really relatively fast um really creepy and disgusting like the opening fiction for it's kind of cool too it's like this girl at this slaughterhouse leading this dj in to like try and see if he can set up a rave but it's very clear that she's gonna <laughs> essentially kill everyone at the rave and collect their blood through the through the drains in the floor oh wow um yeah that's gruesome very dark and gruesome um so it's got that the blood bathers, and then next it moves into uh, um, these other guys, body thieves, where you can trade bodies with people. That's do body cool. swapping stuff. Super, super neat, super creepy. You can do a lot of weird stuff with that. You could set up a really great recurring antagonist with that. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I killed that guy. Now there's somebody else who looks completely different who is saying the same stuff that that guy's saying. You know, really awesome stuff you can do there. Um, could
0: could could you turn that into a? Um a player character is that a player character could you could you, you play it could you play could. One of these in a i don't game? i don't
1: know how overpowered they'd be um because there are some game mechanics around like other things you get particularly with blood bathers like there's negatives to it but then it gives you bonuses mm. um so a lot of them get like striking looks as a bonus and then immortality and so it's with um blood bathers it's a point by system so it's take your ritual and that gives you negatives um negative points and then you spend those points to buy benefits with it so um oh that's really hot so it's like oh uh i have to have a specific tub that i use for this ritual that's a negative five like i get five points for that i have to do it on a specific day of the year that's like three more points that i get to buy yeah um, so
0: so the more narrow the condition meaning the more things that could go wrong right the more shit you get out the of
1: more it. powers you get out of it the more stuff you can buy um Really cool idea. I like yeah, that absolutely. idea a lot. Um, I think the body shapers are great, or the body swappers are awesome as antagonists because you can set up this person who just keeps coming back in a different form. Um, does it, if you remember that, uh, it was that Denzel Washington movie. Fallen. The Fallen, right, with the demon who just hops from body to body. Similar kind of idea. Like You could do something like that where just like hopping from body to body and, and really fucking with people. You yeah. Know? Um, I think that's awesome and hot, and I love it. Sure. Um, Just don't let them go into like a cat at the end because that was total cop out. Um, (laughs) Um, Then there's the purified, which is essentially like you—you have to go through this ritual and essentially kill yourself while your body is in the shadow realm, Um, and then you become essentially unkillable. Like like your body can be killed, you can still die, but your it will reform eventually, and you will go back to it. That's a lot like mummy. It is a lot like mummy, and in you end up World with um, like this ability to see uh, like these other creatures and things. Like there's a ability called Chi in here where you get to um, use it. So Chi is used to add to all roles to resist supernatural powers. It determines how much essence you can hold on to and how rapidly you can spend it. Uh, it's a measure of your power and status in the shadow realm. So you can see like how spirits are interacting with people and and things like that um that that would be a really
0: interesting character to introduce into a mummy the curse game
1: right it's it's and they get all of these different powers projection piercing the distance shifting spiritual defense um really cool kind of stuff that you can do with them i think it would be a fun character to play in really any of the game lines like i could see them working in werewolf i could see them working in vampire um mage even there there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with them Uh, And then the last one is like just Immortal Lives, which is lesser immortals, rare immortals, like all of these different weird things you can do. Um, Patchwork people, uh, wardens. What about McLeod, man? Can you just play like a guy who's just like, there can be only one? Is that guy in there? Reborn. I'm sure you probably can. I don't remember if that guy's in here. Um, Eternals. There might be. I'm sure there is probably a... I can almost guarantee you cause I didn't get through all of the lesser templates. Um, I read through the main ones and didn't go into the lesser templates part. Uh, I, I can almost guarantee you that there is like some Highlander esque version in there because they tend to take those pop culture creatures yeah. and <laughs> drop them into these books. So I'm sure if you yes, really want to play Highlander, there is a way to play Highlander, uh, using this book. Um, I look at them more as antagonists and just like story seeds, uh, yeah. And I think they're really great for that. I really like the book. I dig it a lot. I like the art a lot. Um, cover notwithstanding. Um, like it's, it's well done. Like, don't get me wrong. The oh, cover is a nice well piece painted. of art, it's very we well done. That, I just, no the subject matter, I'm not thrilled with. Um, but the art's really cool. Like, the, the interior subject matter is really cool. I think it's evocative. I think it's super dark. Uh, it's bloody. It's gruesome. I love it. That's that's what I look for in these books. I think um, it's
0: worth mentioning that this book came out after they had turned the bend and they right. were starting to create
1: really good books. Yeah, really good for books. sure. It this was, no was love... one of their later books. Yeah, and, and it shows. Uh, it it's got a lot going for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So my final book is, um, is called Book of the Dead. Now, it does have an imprint on the back.
1: It's a straight-up Geist book, though. Dude, dude, it's not a Geist book. Okay. All right, because I never read it. So fill me in, because I could never get into Geist. All right,
0: all right, I actually gave right. see, you my Geist book. See, it's so. true.
1: It's true. Because I got rid of mine like an yeah. idiot.
0: See, it's got the World of Darkness imprint on the side. It does so on it's, the side. Isn't this is a
1: World of Darkness book? It also has Free Fall from oh. Gen thirteen on the cover. It
0: doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have. It does not have Geist on the back. Oh, it doesn't. You're Although, right. Although, like, it sits here talking about Sin Eaters, and then there's more Sin Eaters. There's right. an entire so section. So it's very clearly middle.
1: supposed to be a Geist book, because I yeah. remember it came out with the Geist line. Yeah, I mean it was. And definitely... I noticed you let my crack about Gen Thirteen sail completely. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it no, it does. She's you're yeah. no, you're right. It's free fall from Gen you're Thirteen. You're right. You got you 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 got me on that. Yeah. I'm not opposed um, to
1: that cover. I actually kind of like that cover. No, I like, love this cover. Yeah, I, I like that this cover, cover, but it's, it's just like so it's, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, free fall Gen Thirteen. Look at that. It's I remember just, that book. Such a it's such such a good such a good cover. Yeah, very good book. Very but, good book. Um, very good cover
0: what 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 makes this a world of darkness book and not just simply a Geist book is that it describes a sort of like um in in, in Old world of darkness you had this idea of like the umbra and of the penumbra
1: right and while which i was calling the tellurian last time oh i meant the deep umbra oh the okay, tellurian but... is the whole of all reality i looked that up later and i was like oh, uh, oh yeah, okay. i was wrong
0: i was like i was i was just thinking i had forgotten that no, word no no i'm just dumb Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think so, um, but so so it's, it's it's this kind of wraithly shadowy underworld, but it's not to be mistaken with Stygia
1: or the Shadowlands, the Shadowlands,
0: right. or any of those like weird Specter Nils or anything from <laughs> the Wraith game. Right? It's its own place, and here's the thing: is you need this book to run Geist. The the guy's the Sin Eater's book that, that came out. This is when they were doing their they began their limited run games. It's very thin, but it has a big idea in it. And if you were reading it, trying to take cues from it, like you were when you read Requiem and when you read Forsaken and stuff, where you're like trying to take cues and being like, oh well, what old property is this trying to replicate?
1: Right. Then the what Geist, universal monster template
0: is this? Exactly. Right then it's very confusing because Geist is its own thing and it's still its own thing. And I think for, for new players to approach Geist um, with a fresh mind and not with the baggage that you and I had from things like Wraith and Risen and watching the crow a million times I think that like was that. basically
1: my problem with Geist was I I was approaching it from a very Wraith perspective. I still yeah. have like all of the Wraith books except for one. Um,
0: Which one are you missing?
1: Uh, Faces of Death. Oh okay, I'll Which look is out for just it. Just like the it's, Oh, that's
0: their that's their oversized one.
1: Yeah, and it's just like a, a story. I don't care about it. So don't worry about it. Oh, okay. um, but I have all the Arkanoi books. I have all I, I have every book. And like the problem with Wraith too is their print quality dropped to crap. Yeah. For the last run. So several of those books that I have for Wraith are falling apart. Um Book of yeah, Shadows yeah. is falling apart. Ends of Empire is falling apart. Um one of the other ones from that time is falling apart. Like they're just they're in tatters. They're they're yeah. loose pages inside of a, the, the binding. The binding The binding went to shit. Like and this was just from reading it. Yeah. So I didn't even have them very long. Like they started breaking apart. Um, within a month after my buying them, or even uh, for. For Ends of Empire it broke the day I bought it. it no, there, there was apart. this
0: there was this period where when you would pick up one of those books and you would open it up, yeah. you'd hear this, this cracking yep. sound. You'd and pick it up in the store and they start falling apart. Yeah. So
1: yeah, they had real print problems back then. Um but yeah, I maybe my problem or why I couldn't get into Geist was, you know, I, I wanted it to be Wraith too much. Well, I mean And that's on me. You just Um,
0: you you have to really do. You have to just when you're getting into geist. You have to kind of close your eyes and exhale, and
1: you'll be like, "This is its own game." Right. Same thing with kind of Orpheus, I guess, because that was another one that I just couldn't get into. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, yes and no. I also love Orpheus, and I am so happy you brought up Orpheus. Did you did you see this? Did you see this? Look on the on my shelf. Look, look what do you see? Oh, look! A complete collection of Orpheus. Man, where'd you find
1: that? I'm
0: glad you asked, my friend. Who did you have to murder? Uh, you know what? I didn't have to murder anybody. Really? You, know, you, know, you know how I got that? How did you do you that? You know how I got this fucking gem? This brilliant fucking... He's making a crude gesture. And I wish it was that simple. That was simple. my guess. My friend, my friend, I got that collection from the Milk of Human Kindness. All right? I have a friend in the UK, of all places, who owns a game store... And I know him from social media. He and I have been, like, talking to each other for, like, over a year now. We just check in, and we talk about games and stuff. And I mentioned one time, like, oh, man, it just kills me, it just slays me that I got rid of my Orpheus books, right? right. So get this. In December, he says to me, um, oh, uh, I'm sending you a package, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I have some stuff for you. I think you might like it. I'm like, all right. Give him my my uh, address, and I figure I gotta put something together for him when right. it comes. In the meantime, like I guess the postage on it was wrong or something, and it's Christmas, so there's a tons of shit in the mail. Right, so it's not gonna so, get to
1: you anytime soon.
0: Right, and it, it, seriously, it bounces around in like the mail for like two months or something to the right. point where I had almost forgotten about it. So I I, I hit him up on um, Instagram one day, and I go, "Yo, I never did get that package." Right. And he goes, "Oh, man, and he goes on to his post office. He's like, "I just, it, it got bounced back to me. He's like, I'm sending it out. Like a week later, I get it. And it's this big, fat, heavy thing. I'm like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking heavy, right? right. And Ben's here, and he's actually editing an FMRPG. Mm-hmm. And so I cut this thing open, right? And i I cut it open on the end endwise, and I open it up and I look in just so I can see the pages, right? I can't see the covers. I can just see the the bottom pages. I could tell immediately what it was, and I just started going like, ah, the whole collection. He just sent me the whole collection. You know why? You know what he said? He, I go, where did you get this? I start texting him. I'm like, where did you get this? He right. goes, I was going through to some, some things in my shop, and I just found an extra set. I knew you <laughs> wanted one. That's hilarious.
1: That's Can awesome. Can you believe that, man? That's great.
0: I mean, talk about gift of the century, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. I know, man, I know. So, you know, I mean I sent him an epic. There are RPG those like shirt, rare finds though when nothing, you, you know? find
1: them and you are so overjoyed that you found them that you are ecstatic. Like I I went on a hunt for dark reflection specters. Ooh. Um, that was hard to find back in the day. Two years. Two years I looked for that book. Sure. And I was in some dingy like role-playing shop in the middle of nowhere just flipping through their stuff and none of it was organized. And what did I find a copy of dark reflection specters nice listed at cover price. And, um, I was so happy. Uh, it is a memory that I carry with me to this day. I was so excited to get that book and then I opened it up and I read it and it was every disgusting, disturbing thing that I could have possibly hoped for it to be. Um, yeah. Truly deranged people put that book together, that a good and book. I thank them for it.
0: That was a good book.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> it, it disgusted me in a different way than than the Fomori book did, which I let go of that one too, and I don't know why. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I loved that. I loved Dark Reflection Specters, and it's, I, it's a special so hard thing, to find
0: man. Like hunting for the books that you love. And then that moment when you, you have it, you just right. have it in your hand. The weight of the yep, book, that oh, smell. the smell, the 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 pulpy feel of the role playing paper. Yeah. My God, I just uh, can't yeah. get enough. Anyway, to my friend at Coliseum Rex in the UK. Thank you again, my friend. That I'm looking at my Orpheus collection right now. Thank you. That's
1: one I never owned.
0: Um, Oh,
1: you missed out, dude. That's, yeah, I know that's, that's... that that
0: that right there, my friend, is the finest iteration of
1: Wraith that there really? ever was. That it game, really, it was like you were playing humans, right? You're like, playing humans
0: right. who are involved in these uh, experiments to uh, go into the underworld, and you're part of a corporation that's doing this for money, right? And then, right, that's the the whole the whole fucking core book. Sets this up of like, oh, you work for this corporation and you and you're doing these experiments and people pay money for you to like go into the underworld and fuck around with things. So right. like, and you, this you make a ton of money doing this very very dangerous thing. That's the core book, and then book one of the adventure is everything goes to shit and it's just like it's so good.
1: Yeah, it's so good in classic movie fashion, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we got to pull a heist and then the heist goes wrong.
0: Every, everything goes completely pear shaped. Nice. So. Back to Book of the Dead, you, if you're going to run Geist, there's a lot of ideas in it that might seem kind of hard to get your head around. Book of the Dead fixes that. It gives you very clear ideas of what these things are. It helps you visualize what it is that these things are. Again, it has beautiful illustrations by Christopher Shy, which I'm realizing is now a theme of these uh, World of Darkness books, these Chronicles of Darkness books. Right. Again, I've met Christopher Shy, He's a great guy, amazing guy, amazing art. Thank you, Mr. Shy, for everything that you've done, um, and it works as a world of darkness book because it gives you uh, just like just like immortals, just like um, uh, slasher. Is it gives you this antagonist, uh, but the antagonist isn't a specific person. It's uh, it's this hidden world, you know. So much of these books about gothic horror is discovering. Like what's lurking under the surface or encountering otherworldly beings that you are incapable of um, having diplomacy with or of engaging? And it gives you all of these super strange, super weird kind of like like, oh, like I'm a ghost, but I'm not a ghost because I was never actually alive. I'm th- I was like born a ghost kind of shit. And it's just it's awesome. It's off the hook. It's off the chain. Um, so yeah, book of the dead. I mean, it's good. Good luck hunting it up because nice. it's a it's a bummer. But like, yeah,
1: it's those guys' books are hard to find. They um, are indeed. They are indeed. Yeah, if you didn't if you didn't get them when they were out, your best bets print on demand now. So, yeah, um,
0: that that yeah yeah. So that this one, is
1: probably about as gushy as we're <laughs> as we get in terms well. of episodes. It's... Yeah. And this was kind of, this was a lot of, a lot of praise for the World of Darkness, whereas the last one was was a little more critical, and which I, is fine.
0: I think that that works because mm-hmm. I, I really didn't want that the tone of the podcast just became too be yeah. hater guy. Which is why
1: we decided that we wanted to do it after we talked last time. We said, yeah. well, you know, we were kind of down on some of the stuff that was going on. I, I think we were fair. Um, but we, you know, Tough, we wanted to go. Fair. Okay, let's instead of just doing that, let's focus on what we love. Let's give people something that hopefully will inspire them and help them with their own games. So hopefully, we've done that. Um, that was yeah. our uh, our our entire reason for doing this, our raison d'être, or whatever you want to call that. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we uh, we wanted to come together and and talk about what inspired us, what made us love Chronicles of Darkness, um, especially because there's a lot of hate directed towards it yeah justly or unjustly it's a great game line it's a moody game line it, you know it's a lot of fun there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it absolutely um go out play with it you know and if you've had a you know and if you've got books you think we missed, let us know do indeed I, and, I'd love to hear about the ones that that other people you know found inspiration in or, or really liked
0: and, and and the second edition of that rule set which is called Chronicles of Darkness. Now available.
1: Now available
0: on DriveThruRPG, PDF, and POD. And uh, I haven't picked mine up yet because, well, I've, been, I've been playing Infinity, and so the money yeah. has been going into Toy
1: Soldiers. But um, Yeah, yeah. So, uh,
0: it, but it's next on the list. It's next but, on the list.
1: Yeah, just, you know, we're doing this hobby because we love it. Yeah. Um, we know you guys love it too. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode two of. Shadows on Radio Hour. We'll be coming at you again next month, and we hope you join us once more. Have a good night.
1: See you then.